Blog Talk Radio.
coming in from a live studio in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is the Nikki and Johnny Show. The show with Nikki and Johnny. Johnny and Nikki. Johnny talks to Nikki. Nikki talks to Johnny. It's the Nikki and Johnny Show. We are here live tonight. Give us a call at 515. 515- Six zero five nine three five four, and I'll sound like a frog all night long, probably. I'm going to bring on the beautiful Nikki, everybody. Everybody's favorite Nikki is here, believe it or not. What happened to your voice? You well, the, uh, I, uh, I was all teared up. Uh, my... About? Well, my penis started. Uh, I started thinking about you, and it started engulging. And I popped a, I popped a stitch. A stitch has been popped. Oh shit! Oh shit! Are you going to the doctor to get it put back in, or can you take it back After, to, like masking tape? Well, right now I just got a giant uh, white T-shirt on it. Uh huh. Uh, it's just soaking up the new skin. Put some of that, like, new skin and just glue it back together. Maybe just, yeah, maybe I just get a little, that maybe a little super glue. Just put it right on the end there. It's just the yeah. top one. Yeah, why not? But uh, we're not here to talk about my penis tonight because that's all we've talked about for six straight days. We're here to talk about Nikki. Cause what, <laughs> the, be- the beautiful Nikki, everybody. There was a live, there was a live audience. People would clap. Ah. Like remember on the sitcoms, like when uh, Fonzie would, like Fonzie would walk through the door and everybody just start clapping for no reason. See. Yes, yes. If we were on a sitcom right now, people would clap just by seeing you. Everybody laughed at the same time. Yes, epic. Hey, look, a guy that's on the show is actually on the show. Look at that. I can't believe it. So you want to know where I'm at? We need to know where you're at. Where Inquiring minds want to know. I am in a cemetery. A cemetery? A new cemetery? A modern I... cemetery or an ancient cemetery? I'm in a, I'm in a very old cemetery um we are setting up base camp in a couple of hours to go in and do a paranormal investigation on the very first documented case of possession in the united states of america and i am at the grave site of the woman who did the possession her name was mary Ross. She was the what seeker of wonder. She was the last known possessed human. This is the very first documented case of human possession. And it was back in the 1800s. 1800s. So we're talking uh, a few years ago. Um, so what so, happens? What happens if you get possessed by the devil? 
Well, so by conning up her a lot, a lot of people, and this this case is actually you can find um, documentaries on the Travel Channel about it. There's actually a movie out called Possession, and it's based on this. And um, it's in a, it's in a little town in central Illinois. Um, and this family, the Ross family, lived in this little town in Watsuka and had a daughter named Mary. And Mary had, uh, was different. She talked to people that were there. She could put a blindfold on and tell you what was in your hand or could get the mail and, 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 and tell you what was in the letters. Um, and back then, mental illness, that's, that they considered that mental illness. Nobody would have thought that, they, that there were spirits that maybe were possessing her and, you know, um, showing themselves to her. Then um, mental illness was treated differently. They put you in um, sanatoriums. And the way that they try to treat these types of mental illness is they would put you, you know, torture. I mean, one instance is put you in a really hot bath and then put you in really cold water. Um, and Mary was in and out of these for several years. And that's actually what had killed her is um, – she was in a sanatorium, and they put her in a tub of hot water and then in some cold water, and um, her parents ended up coming to get her, and she died at home shortly after at the age of 18. You want to know more? Uh, yes, keep going. She's, and, she's, and you're going to the grave site right now. You're on your way. I am, I'm sitting in front of her grave site right now. It's very sad. People have... Um, they, they put, you know, the 666, you know, the devil, the pentagram. Um, and then there's other people that have left flowers. Um, so when Mary Roth died, um, across town was a little girl, two, maybe three years old, by the name of Lorenzi Venom. And as Lorenzi aged into her teenage years, she started doing the same things that Mary Roth was doing. People were talking to her. Um, she could see things, you know, um, read letters, I, I blindfolded. And her parents were just at their, you know, mind's end, what do you do? And they thought, well, you know, we are going to go ahead and um, we're going to put her in a mental asylum. Well, Mr. Roth, his name was Asa, uh, across town heard about her, and he wanted to go see her. Now, in between this time of his daughter dying and this girl turning a teenager with Lawrence Venom, um, the Roths had left the home that Mary Roth died in, and they built another home in Wadsika, specifically to try to reach their daughter on the other side. So they would do, have seances, um, all kinds of, you know, ways that they, that they would try to communicate with her. So 
Mr. Rob had went to visit this girl and talk her parents out of putting her in a mental asylum. Um, and he was in the room, and, and, and the Renzi Venom was in bed, and he was in the room, and he was standing there. He hadn't introduced himself. There were several people there. Um, it's documented. And she said, um, my father is here, and he wants to tell Mr. Roth or something like that, you know, hello. So at that point, they realized that Mary Roth had taken possession of Lorenzi Venom's body. And Mary Lorenzi told Mr. Roth that day, her dad, I want to go home. She had no idea who these people were. They had no idea who she was. So they took Lorenzi Venom, a.k.a. Mary Roth, back to her home. Lorenzi, she recognized relatives. She recognized clothes that had belonged to Mary Roth. She stayed there for 100 days. And the reason they found out that they, as we are talking to her in this 100 days, why did Mary Roth possess Lorenzi Venom's body? Because Lorenzi Venom was being visited by bad negative energies and spirits, and the angels in heaven wanted to take her and rid her of those. So Mary Roth took over her body, and she was there for 100 days. As Mary Roth did everything that Mary did when she was a kid and recognized everybody, and on the 100th day, she woke up, and it was Lorenzi Venom, and she had no idea where she was or or who anybody was that was there. And she went home, and she went on to live a normal life. Um, she ended up having children, and she died at the age of, in her 90s, and she never spoke of it. She never spoke of what happened, but Mary Ross did possess her body one more time in those years. And it was when she had her first child, when she went into labor with her first child, because she did not want her to experience the pain of childbirth. And has Mary Roth surfaced since in um, modern times? I believe that she is still at the house. Um, This is my second time going and investigating this place. The um there was a lot of seances that were done here. There was a lot of um there's a lot of doors and there's a lot of portals open in this home. Um there's good things there, there's bad things there, there's something really, really bad in the basement. I mean just it's it's really creepy and, and you can hear it growl. Um I have caught if you know, anybody knows anything about paranormal investigating I have caught apparitions on an SLS camera. That's where you take, like, an old Xbox, and you can turn it in, and, like, the the, the bodies and the shapes will show up, you know, like, as dots and lines, like a stick figure. Um, we'd actually put a, like, a piano box in this room, and they say that if a spirit comes near it, that the music will go off. So as soon as we walked out of the room, the music started going off. It sounded like a piano playing. So we turned on the SLS camera, and we ended up catching up to five different stick figures dancing around to this music. And we would walk and was the one of them and the, 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 um, the music box would stop. 
And then they would all disappear. When we walked out of the room, they came back and they wanted to dance to music. And we believe that they were little children because then there was, like, a bigger stick figure that showed up. And, like, those the little ones kind of, like, it looked like they were going to hide. That is insane. That is insane. It is. It's um. It's very interesting. It's it's, it's very it's very very active home. A lot of people come out here and they pay a lot of money to stay here. Uh, the the people it was renovated, and the people that um the two men bought it um and they have taken it back to its original form. I mean, you can actually see a fucking pentagram on the wooden floor. Satan's den. Perhaps Satan's den. It it could very well be, but the story of Mary Ross and Lorenzi Venom is a story of healing. It's not a story of possession like you would think of the exorcist, because that's what I thought. And for years, I wouldn't go there. I don't want nothing to fucking do with it. Um, But it's not. It's completely different. It's It's a story of possession of healing and love and, you know, they helping her live and get rid of these, you know, demons so Mary Roth took possession of her body. I actually did what is called the Estes method. It's the last time that we were there. And what that is is have you heard of how like you turn on a radio and if you've got the static waves that they say that you can hear what the spirits are saying? Have you heard of that? Yes, actually I've experienced that. Okay. This is what I did. I sat in a chair, and I put on sunglasses that were actually even painted black over. Okay, I could not see anything. And I had headphones put on me, and I was sitting in a room, and I could hear the static, the, you know, the AM radio waves. And the people that I was with was asking questions. I couldn't hear them. I had no fucking idea what they were saying. But as I heard words, that were coming through this radio, um, I was repeating them. And I was actually answering the questions that they were asking. Very, um, very strange. And then after a while, I started getting creeped out. I felt like, like I was being touched, like something was like poking me or, or like running their finger down my back. It was just very, it got very, very creepy quickly. Yes, what what a lot of people don't understand is that ghosts and paranormal activity goes at a 427 megahertz. So if you tune in to an AM radio at 427, which is very rare, because mm-hmm. it usually starts at 500, but if they, like they used to say, left of the dial, left of the dial, that's where the spirits live, left of the dial. Mm-hmm. That's where you so can if pick, you can pick up. up so if you could pick up 487 hertz on an AM radio, which ham radio uh, guys hear it every night, mm-hmm. uh, they do podcast. Uh, ham radio uh, artists actually do podcasts to the dead. They just talk to dead people all night. No audience. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they're at 487 yeah. hertz, left of the dial. Nobody understood. Every night Art Bell would go left of the dial, and everybody's like, "What? What does that mean? 487 hertz." So that's if you focus your brain, and like you said, take the sight and your senses away from you, you can feel the 487 hertz through your body. It's running through you at all times. Mhm, that's true. 
um, shock paddles when they shock you to bring you back mm-hmm. to life, those shock you at 487 hertz. I didn't know that. Yeah, very nerdy. I didn't know that. A very nerdy guy. <laughs> left of the dial, he used to say, left of the dial. Uh, I got one question from the uh, chat boards. They want to know, um, did Mary have a little lamb or something? What? She might have. Wait, come on, guys. We just did a whole, Mary, did she have a lamb? Come on, you guys can do better than that. Her garden grew very well. I'm putting that as worst chat comment ever, ever. Does she a little lamb or something? <laughs> if I could get through to the audience and slap one of them in the face, I would love to. I would love to slap one of you in the face. <laughs> Give them the taste of your hand. Uh, is she no, the reason Van? Like- is she the reason Van Halen got a record deal? Was she <laughs> David Lee Roth's mother? Could be. Is she related to the Roth family? No, it's Roth. R O S S. Not oh, Roth. Roth. See, Roth. dummies. Roth. I'm not even gonna read any more chats. These guys are dumb. No wonder. Well, I'm actually here at Mary's grave site because I like to pay my respects before and after I go on paranormal investigation. So I come here and I place um, a flower and I let her know that I am not going into the home to disturb anything of her and her parents. I would just like to see what is going on there. And I think she'd be I lot, uh, you should. I think you should leave her a joint. I smoke mugwort at her grave site. I smoke what is called mugwort while I'm at her grave site. Um, it is an herb that does kind of give you a euphoric feeling, but it also aids you in connecting with the spirit world. I've done it a couple times. Um, it's pretty fucking cool. Do you think? Uh, do you think Mary would like a lesbian experience? Do you think maybe the titties will bring her back to life? I could. She might want to take this into my body. Just can have. Oh my god. Titties. Oh, uh, ow, penis movement. Ouch, 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 ouch. Oh, got to stop thinking about <laughs> shit like that. Sick pervert. Family-friendly show. Family-friendly show tonight, people. Ah, we've made it. Friendly. We've made it this whole time. We've not one swear word. You know why? Because I <laughs> shut up. <laughs> You're there tonight. How long? How long do you hang out there? Um, so we're setting up what's going to be called a base camp because we're doing a big investigation. So I'm going to be here for a couple hours um, this morning, getting everything set up. You know, we're putting up some cameras so we can see what's going on, maybe in some of the other rooms when we're not there. Um, and then we go home, take a little nap, and then we'll be back uh, late tonight. And into the wee hours of the morning, um, I fully believe that between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. is a good time to connect with the spirit world. So in 24 hours, I will be inside the broth home. And what do you hope to hope to find there? What happens if you do find out all the answers? What do you do then? 
Um, it's, you know, in my case, what I would like to have done and what I've experienced at other places, um, I want to help those crossovers that don't understand that they're gone or maybe that they, they have unfinished business here. And if I can help them finish that business and then they can cross over and rest in peace, that is my my goal. Like there's children in this home, spirits of children who I believe very bad done to. Um and if there's a way that I can help them to cross over, that's that's my area of specialty and group, as you could say. So you guys are going as a group. You're going in having the whole thing. Now, if if somebody that's listening tonight from around the country wants to experience this for themselves, how much does it cost to get in and do this thing? Um, so they would have to call. The group that I am with is a professional group um, out of Chicago, very well-known group, and we all pitch in and donate to the home for us to be able to investigate it. During Halloween time, you know, like, they open up the home to be investigated and they charge a, a various fees. Now, it's also a bed and breakfast. So you can actually go there and stay in a bed and breakfast and have, like, fine dining. They have an Italian cook and experience that and see what else you may experience while you're there, just trying to relax, not even trying to investigate. So yeah, you could go there and have a, a, a fine romantic weekend with yes. the spirits. Yes. Some people have said that they they were never bothered. Um, other people, I've seen uh, the proof that they've come out with scratches on their back. Whatever is in that basement is very, very fucking dark. I want to go so bad. Loud. It growled in my face. I mean, it was in my face, and it, like, I was like, oh, God damn. Was, you know what that is? That's an, that's an, that's an alien. That's an alien. That's a, I don't believe that's an alien. I believe that is a very negative energy, a very, a, when they were on earth that they were a very, very bad person and, and when they passed over they remained negative and lived on fear and because I kinda wanna stay here and watch the football games. So I don't wanna pass. I wanna stay here and watch the games. Oh well and you can do that. Just by being bitter and resentful your whole life? I think I think I got that covered. No, just don't cross over. I mean, you're right, <laughs> but when your time comes, I mean, it, for the rest of your life, believe I'm not crossing over. I'm going to watch football games, and maybe that's what you'll do. I don't know what happens when you're dead. You know, I know that there are people that there. I do believe in spirits, and I do believe that people have crossed over, and they're with loved ones, and whatever they believe in this lifetime is what they're doing. If I believe that I'm going to go and sit on a golden throne, then that's what's going to happen when I die. If I believe that I'm going to a place called Summerland and going to be reincarnated when I die, I believe that's what's going to happen. 
I believe that you, you you set your mind up, and then when it shuts down, that's where it goes. I mean, does that make sense? Well, absolutely. The one thing I'm scared of is crossing over into heaven, and we have a 10,000-year civilization here. How long is it going to take to meet your fucking relatives, for Christ's sakes? You, you, there's going to be a million of them. That's going to be they the worst family reunion not, of your life. They say that you your relatives, tw- your loved ones, are there first to greet you. Like, your, your, your dad would be, like, your first there. He would be waiting for you, welcoming you with open arms. And all you feel is just it's love and light. That's a lot of fucking people. And their pets. You got to meet all the pets, too. It's way too many people and pets. You, if, they if they weren't important to you and if, if it doesn't matter to you, I don't think that you would. I think, though, so, that if you had a pet that you knew that you wanted to see when you crossed over, that you would see that pet. Oh, I'm not talking about my pets. I'm talking about all the relatives' pets. <laughs> I guess that you would see them. It's not your yeah, and You're going to see the people you, that you feel the most love with. I mean, I'd hate to get to the point where at the end there's like the cave. You have to meet the caveman part. You go up like, "Hey, dude, what's up?" I gotta talk to fucking. I gotta talk to caveman Kush. I've been up in heaven now for 14 years. It took me 14 years to get to the caveman section of the family. There's no time. There's no such thing as time, as they say, when you're wrong. I bet there's a lot. I bet there's a lot of potato salad in heaven because there's a lot of picnics. None. I see a lot of picnics. I bet, you, I, I bet you there's none. I bet you people don't even eat it. It's not even something. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that some scary shit is going to go down and fucking. We're doing it before Zach Baggins. We'll be there. Now, are you going to try to uh, defeat the growling monster in the basement this weekend, or are you going to stay away? That is not um, somewhere where I want to go. Um, I have other friends that are going to be going down into the basement. My focus is upstairs in the room where Laurenti Venom slept as Mary Ross had taken over her body. That is the room where there are five small children, I believe, and a dark entity that does come in there and scares them. That is my focus is to go in there and, and as they say, work with the kids. Work with the, the, work the, with the, the children's spirits, the spiritual children, I guess. I don't know. Ask questions. What happened? What do you want? You know, why are you still here? What are you looking for? What are you waiting for? You know, you just ask as many questions as, as you can, and, and you have to have patience and give them time to answer, and they don't always do. Well, I would just antagonize the children. I'd like to sit in a room and antagonize I'd like to antagonize them with the new new modern toys. I go, ha-ha, look what you missed out on, you dumbass. Have fun playing with your wood blocks. Well, I was actually... Um, I did an investigation at an old theater, and in this town, um, in 1901, I believe, um, there was a horrific train crash, 
and there was like 37 people on this train. Now, we're talking 1901. I mean, it's like a circus, okay? Um, the train crashed, and it was so bad that there were – there's people, like at least 11 to 14 people, that they could never – they couldn't identify him because their bones were so hot. Their bones were burned. So a theater has since then been built right across the street at where this train crash occurred. And they have a lot of activity, and they believe that there's a little boy there who he calls out for his mom. He's looking for his mom. And we went there one night and did an investigation, and I took um, a toy train, a little car toy train, and um, it was pushed back to me. And we believe that I captured a picture of the little boy looking out of the curtain. Well, if you brought a Game Boy, it might come sit right next to you. He didn't even know what a Game Boy was back in 1901. So you hear him call but mommy. He, he's, he's looking for his mommy bad. Sad. Very sad. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just one child there at the theater? Um, There's... One boy that we know of, um, but then there's also, there's two men that are there, and one of the men used to work at the theater, and it's back in the 60s, and he was um, the theater manager, and he was homosexual, and back then in the 60s, that's not something that people went around saying. Well, he apparently gotten caught with um, some other younger men, and he committed suicide, and... We believe that he is still in the theater. And then there was also a man from the area who killed his sister in broad daylight in their front yard and died in prison, and he is there. He His name, when we ask who is with us, his name, he actually says his name. I mean, he's and he's very dark. There is probably 10 to 12 spirits in this theater. It's very um, draining now, do the, when I go to the theater. Do the young boys go into now? Now is it it's still working theater? Is it a movie theater or? A... Yes, actually, they just um, they remodeled it and re- refurbished it back to um, the 1950s, the whole Art Deco, and um, it's a non-for-profit, so it's a very cheap theater, but it's a very nice theater, and a lot of people go there, and they also do paranormal investigations there. They have a very popular um, psychic medium that goes all around the world that actually comes here and um, does readings, you know, in the group. Like, she picks up some energy throughout the group, and she'll go to that person and ask questions and try to confirm. And it's I, I've seen it. It's, she was pretty amazing. So uh, I'm just thinking, you know, he's young. you bring a young boy to the theater. I wonder if the young boys experience um, any type of coldness or weirdness, or maybe there's a uh, gay ghost fondling their balls while they're watching a movie. Well, actually, yes. Um, the, 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 the homosexual ghost, I've been there with um, men on this investigation. Men have been with us, and, and he has, his name is Danny. And um, he does try to touch on the men, and they get very creeped out. I mean, 
you could see them just like twitching and just like, you know, just oh, yes, it's very um, it's very active. I would like to put on one of those gay leather outfits. Maybe rent a theater, just me and him alone in the theater. Maybe I could just rent the theater, just you know, assless chaps the whole the whole get up, leather cap That's and all. Hilarious. And uh, just sit there with my balls hanging out, and maybe uh, I can have my first homosexual paranormal experience. You might be able to. If I had him, that would just be epic. I mean. We would be on Travel Channel Discovery. I mean, come on, come on out here and do it. Let's. I I know the owners of the theater. Well, I mean, I know the people who run the theater. They would totally let us do that. Today, yeah, <laughs> sexually gratified at the paranormal theater. <laughs> That's why he would always put the. He was the first originator of sticking your dick through the hole in the popcorn. Hey, boys, would you like some free popcorn? Oh, boys, hi. Shut up. What a perfect, what a perfect setup for a gay man, a movie theater, to, be, to run the movie theater. Mm-hmm. You get the pick of all the town. You get the... Mm-hmm. But he's trapped there, much like he was trapped in his life, how he could never admit to his real lifestyle. Yep. Now he has to, now he's forced to sit in that theater and watch these shitty indie movies. They're like... One day he's like, hey, you guys mind playing something new once in a while? Or Well, and that's the thing with theater because it's gained so much popularity because of paranormal investigations. They do get some of the new movies here. It's cool. A lot of these little theaters don't, but this one does. Like they got the Barbie thing going on right now. No, that is uh, that is ridiculous. Ridiculous, the Barbie thing. We'll get into that in just a minute, but I want to finish no up on this paranormal thing. I have no interest in um, the Barbie thing. Did you play with Barbies as a child? I did. But I, have, I don't care at all about fucking Barbie movies. But I had the dream house. I had fucking every Barbie you can imagine, every fucking accessory to Barbies, the camper, the dream house. I had every – I was a spoiled little brat when I was a girl. I hate to say this, but um, you're going to love this movie. You're going to love it. (laughs) Well, I really... Yes, little girl Nikki's going to pop out, and it's going to bring back such cool memories. They got everything from the (laughs) Corvette to the... And it's just going to bring back good, warm childhood memories for women, because women sat and played with these dolls every day. For hours and and hours and hours. And I wanted to shit on this movie. Yeah, and uh, pretending to be Barbie. That's what you were going to be. You were going to drive a Corvette and fuck a guy with no dick. Exactly. You were done. <laughs> and I wanted to shit on this movie so bad. I, because I'm a man. And But you know what? The amount of joy I've seen this movie bring to women is incredible. Really? Guys, it's it's a chick it's a chick movie. This movie is for your chick. Now, if you're a guy and like this movie, you're one of those. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're you're one of the guys. You're going to be hanging out with the theater operator after the movie. 
<laughs> but at least he uses butter when he gives you a hand job. I mean, at least you give him that. Right. No, but really, uh, just seeing the women I, I, coming in and out of the movie theaters, all dressed in pink, and then going to the Cold Stone Creamery and getting the Barbie pink ice cream with the pink cone and going to Burger King and getting their pink sauce burger. Okay, it's great. Okay, I like it. The box here. They've got the photo box of this one. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. And it's, it's, it's something finally to make women happy, to put women in a good mood, to give women something to do. To get back with their girlfriends and get happy. I don't know what. I don't know who's even talking. I don't know who I am. I don't know who this guy is tonight. I don't either. I would beat this guy up that's on the radio tonight. I would beat this guy up, really. I I think it's. You have been possessed by Mary Ross. to the side coming out. I I may have. I may have. I might be. I think I've been possessed by the gay theater owner. It's very. I love Barbie. I love Barbie, and I want to seduce him with a biker outfit, a leather gay outfit, look like Alice Cooper. YMCA guy. He's a construction guy, like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, so you got the gay guy, you got this like a hundred percent heterosexual, dark, nasty demon guy there, but yet they seem to coexist. Yes. Yes. See, even nineteen, even guys from nineteen hundred can forgive a gay man that runs a theater. They can make money off of him. So what happens when you bring these uh, these spirits back with you? What happens when they come home with you? Well, and see, that's the thing. Um, they can. They can come home with you. Um, they, they, I know people who have had, who've been attacked. Um, I actually experienced something really bad when I first started doing this. I was at a museum taking pictures to make them a Facebook page. And I had taken 147 pictures. And in one picture, one picture only, there was a mirror in the picture. And I'm looking at the picture and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with my face? And we zoomed in and in the mirror, there was a woman coming out of the mirror. She was probably, I believe she was Negro from probably 1800s, and I felt that something came home with me from that museum. I couldn't sleep. I took down all the mirrors in my house. I had anxiety attacks. There were times I would get ready for work, and I couldn't even leave the house. I was just constantly living in fear. So what you have to do is I started using... Uh, doing smudging rituals and wearing crystals and putting certain crystals in my house. And after a couple of smudging rituals, rituals with some sage, I was able to make the energy, whatever, the, the energy leave. It, it was no longer there. So now when I go to these places and I get ready to leave, I tell them, you cannot come home with me. 
you're you are not to leave with me. And as soon as I leave, I I stay dwelling sitting in my car. And I have yet yeah, to anything follow me home. But it does happen. So that's the big plan for tomorrow night. You're going to get uh, release these children into the into well, the abyss. I want them to go. I want them to go into the light, go where your loved ones are. There's nothing for you here anymore. They'll be scared. And I mean, they're terrified of whatever this other entity is. There's this negative energy, and he keeps them there. I think. They um, ask questions. They always refer to the judge. There was a judge involved in some of this. I mean, it's very, it's very strange. It's interesting and scary and strange all at the same time. Yeah, it's amazing. It's uh, I'm trying to remember the name of that movie. Uh, with Kevin Bacon, and uh, uh, or they kill him, and then bring him back to life. Flatliners, yes. Flatliners. Mhm. So these ghosts are much like flatliners. They're like much like flatliners. Yeah. Yeah. Or like my, or like my Mexican girlfriends. They put out the flatliners. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. I had one stupid comment in tonight. I was doing too so well. You were. You're doing really good. I was doing so well, and I had to ruin it. I had, that's where people just turned out. They're like, "All right, dumb Johnny's back." <laughs> dumb John. That's very exciting. So you're going out and partying with uh, with people that aren't even alive anymore. Yeah. Waking the dead. Yeah. Waking the dead. I'm waking the dead. Yeah, you, know, you think about being dead too. You don't. You have really nothing to do. You don't have to eat. You don't eat. Mm-mm. I suppose you'd ever sleep. No, no. You don't really have to worry about getting murdered, so I mean, you pretty much can do whatever you want and not get killed. That's a positive. Mm-hmm. Yep. It sucked that you couldn't get stoned anymore. That would really suck, though. Yeah, it would. I think when I'm crossing over, I'm just going to go, hey, where's the weed at? That's where I'm going. In hell? All right. Send me to hell. You're going to be in the field of weed when you die. That's it. Just a giant. And you know what's going to happen? I'm going to tell you what, exactly what's going to happen. You're going to put me in a field of weed. Yes. With everything you need to smoke it except for a lighter. And the fire will not yes. be available. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like a Twilight Zone episode right there. <laughs> All he wanted in life was weed, weed, weed. He finally, he finally is in the middle of a weed field. And he has no lighter. Story of my he life. Has yep. We've all had to try to smoke <laughs> bowls with matches, with a pack of matches. That is the worst thing in the world. Oh Lighting a God. bowl with a match. Forget about it. Forget about it. 
trying to light a bowl up of a campfire never works. You always burn your face. Oh, yeah. There's nothing worse in life than having weed and no lighter. That is it. It's a true story. It's really, really so, thick fog out here, though. It's creepy. That's really going to really lend to the frequency. It's the fog. really fucking creepy. It's really creepy. So you're telling me right now you're you're sitting by a possessed woman's yeah. grave in the middle of the night mm-hmm. in a foggy graveyard. Mm-hmm. After we get done, and, I'm going to turn the recorder on on my phone, and I'm going to ask questions, and then later I'll listen to it to see if I get any responses because you can pick up EVPs through just your regular recorder on your phone. You just got to zoom into that Hertz, 487. Just turn the recorder on on your phone. Be quiet. Ask questions slowly. Don't, like, repeat the questions real super fast. You have to give the spirits time to answer you. And sometimes you can. You'll pick up an EVP on the recorder on your phone when you play it down. You just have to really listen to it. But when you hear it, you'll fucking know. Yeah, you'll have to... You have to uh download some of your conversations and we'll play them on next uh, next time we do a show I can we want to hear from the dead we want to know you know what i want to know is if they're happy the, the fan of the mhh network much like you guys are around <laughs> mhh network we're, we're good you know dead people love us <laughs> we'll be the only show with dead people on it I, I think that's going to be a breakthrough. <laughs> Every time we could go do a live broadcast, we you know broadcast live while we're doing an investigation. Everybody, I would love to out the house screaming like a woman. <laughs> I am not. I'm not afraid. I am not afraid of. of you think you're out I'm afraid. When something happens, you'd be like, fuck this, I'm out of here. I'm afraid no ghosts. <laughs> I really want a piece of that basement demon. I really want a piece of him. Well, when you come out, we can go. I can book it anytime. I want to show the world that I am not scared of the basement demon. He's pretty fucking scary. Pretty fucking scary. And I find scratches on my back kind of erotic, so that I'm not worried about the scratching. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's done by something that's not there that you can't fucking see, it's a whole other story. Well, I tell you what, if this penis doesn't work anymore, I'll, I have no fear of anything anymore. <laughs> you want to be our cameraman? We need a new cameraman. Like I said, I'm going to show up biker leather and have sex with the gay demon in the basement. While you're holding the camera. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then we'll put the you... camera on you. Wouldn't it just be funny if 
Wouldn't it be funny if it was just a, uh, I don't know, like maybe the uh, groundskeeper of the property, and maybe he just has an acid reflux problem and he's burping all the time? Oh, God. You can debunk things that that are there. We have one person specifically that is there to debunk things that we're we're capturing, and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Like the woman in the picture with me, I thought for sure that was going to be debunked. Like there's no fucking way that's a woman in the picture. There's no fucking way. There's there's a woman in my face and and three, four years later, they, I even showed up on IT, facial, like facial recognition. The fucking IT, the software picked up a second face on my face. It was crazy. Yeah, I I remember seeing it. It was, it uh, looked like Kamala, the Ugandan giant. She yeah. looks like Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a big woman. She made Aunt Jemima look skinny. She made Aunt Jemima, yeah, look super sweet. That's very exciting. Very exciting weekend. Now, now you're just doing the um, investigation just tomorrow, or are you going through the whole weekend? Um, they're going to go through the whole weekend, but, you know, I get to work. So I'm going to be there tomorrow, and I'll probably go in and wrap things up. Because they're going to be there for about three, four days. I'll probably I'll be there tomorrow, and then I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be there on the last day. And the guys will get it edited. Are you going to be on the program, or are you just going to be back, uh, yeah. kind of behind the scenes helping out? No, I'm going to be on that's going to be awesome. So you're going to be able, uh, we'll be able to see you too uh, uh, yeah. on the YouTube channel of these of these gentlemen. Yes, yes. I have actually said that I would participate in the Essie's method with the with the glasses and the um the headphones with the the, the radio while they use the Ouija board. Very exciting! Very exciting stuff. The Ouija board, and I will have the headphones on and see if our answers match up. That is going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing. God, you know how to have a good time. <laughs> Thank you. I do. <laughs> it was just like in my in my you know in my uh, the thought of going to a graveyard in the middle of the night. Really, 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 really scares the shit out of me, honestly. But thinking about it, though, I'm really thinking about that growler in the basement. There was this one time we were at a graveyard at about 3 o'clock in the morning, and it was on a very calm night. Um, there was no wind. There, you know, It was just a very calm late summer going into early fall night. And um, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. We went out there with our candles, and I had my tarot cards. And um, one of the girls kind of antagonized a little bit, asked some really fucking stupid questions. And that fucking wind, it came out of nowhere and fucking kicked up. And you could tell that the fucking trees were mad. I said, we are being disrespectful. We are told to leave right now. And we did. We fucking left right then and there. There's kind there's of, always it, that one that idiot. Very yeah. There's always that one. And you know what? Usually it's me. Usually it's me that uh, screws everything up. Yeah. 
that's, that's something you would do. Yeah, I'd be like, come on, you cocksuckers. Are you fucking scared, pussies? Yeah. You can't antagonize them. You can't antagonize them. It's, um, it's, the last time I was at, um, this museum, we did an investigation, and it was very strange, because I, it was like, I, it was as though I was feeling what the spirits were feeling in that room at the time that we were there, like, like, there was this one room where I felt like, okay, don't touch my things. These are my things, and I, I and you don't need to touch them. It was a very strange feeling that I had, and then I was, we, they were, um, asking this doll a lot of questions and I started feeling aggravation of this is a stupid question. Why, why are you here? Why are you, you know, I, I actually, I had to leave. It got so overwhelming and I, I drove down the road and I had to pull over and I started throwing up. I couldn't say anymore shit. because I, I, yeah, I was feeling so much emotion that I should not have been feeling. I was there to investigate, but I was getting mad because they were, they were touching what I felt at that time was, and it, 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 it creeped me out. And I left and yeah, I fucking, I peeked my guts out. I slept so you really... about 16 hours the next day. It, it drained me that much. That's like hanging out with me for eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to do a show called um, Paranormal Douchebags. Where we just go in and we antagonize. Find the four biggest douchebags on the planet. We go in and we just say, hey, you faggots, why don't you come out? Come on, what, are you too scared? I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of no ghosts. The douchebag paranormal. You'll run like yeah, a one of us screaming like a little girl running in chat down the stage. Oh my god, that would be epic. I just fucking white hat. Screaming and crying like a girl. Oh my god. That'd be great to take you on one with me. Yeah, well, definitely. I don't, I don't have a good place to go. Well, on my bucket list is uh, Waverly Hill Sanatorium in Kentucky. It is one of the most haunted places on earth. Kentucky alone is the yeah. scariest place on earth. <laughs> Have you been to Kentucky? Not in many years. I used to go down there all the time. Well, everybody's retarded and everybody has a, a gun. It's because they're inbreds. My cousins are all the, inbreds. The, Yes. Teeth are optional. <laughs> yeah. And some, yeah, I don't go there anymore. There's nothing there for me to see. Nothing but straight Kentucky bourbon. All right. Well, That's we're right. at the hour mark. They're gonna they're gonna kick us off at any second. They're just gonna drop us dead. All right. Well, thank you, Johnny. We're very excited. For another episode of the Marijuana Happy Hour, and. Uh, Letting me talk about my paranormal escapades I'm about to go on. I'm very, very. Uh, I'm intrigued. It sounds like it, it sounds like something I would like to do. Actually, I don't usually like to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I think that'd be kind of fun to smoke a little weed, maybe take some shrooms. Mugwort. Smoke mugwort. That's that's 
And uh, where do you get these mugworts? You can order it through an herbal line. They sell them at like herbal stores. Research mugwort, smoking mugwort. You will be blown away. You'll get mugwort tonight and smoke it. Well, absolutely. Well, we need. We're going to need an update. We'll need to hear what happened on your your trip next week. Hopefully. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully, only good people possess you, and none of the bad. That's right. I mean, if there's a, uh, I don't know, like a uh, a spirit that knows special secret tricks and vaginal <laughs> exercises, feel free to. You never know. Feel free to possess this woman for me, please. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna lose. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I gotta get off the air here. I'm gonna lose another stitch. I'm just hoping my cock. Oh my God! No, I, I said I was gonna be nice. I'm sorry. I, I said my cock. I had to say the cock word one time, didn't I? God damn it! Trying to be YouTube friendly. All right. I think we are done. They have thrown us off the air. Good night, everybody.